Hey, Mommy! What, Maggie? Why did the chicken cross the playground? I don't know. Why? Because it wanted to get to the other slide. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 125, and I am your host, Stephen Dutzman. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, it's all about video games, and I am here with my good friend, the man behind the curtain, John Tomlinson. Sir, how are you? Excellent. We haven't spoken in a fortnight. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Topical, because we're talking about yeah. Fortnite tonight. Um, because that's because everyone is talking about Fortnite, so we figure we might as well get in on it. Um, so, but before we get too far into it, Mr. I like to jump ahead. Yep. Um, I, I do want to take a minute. Before we begin, to thank everybody for listening this week. We do hope your games, the games that you've been playing, have been great. I know John and I have been playing some really good stuff. So we want to make sure that this podcast is as interactive as possible. So please feel free to reach out to us on social media or shoot me an email, editor at engagefamilygaming.com, with any comments, questions, or topic suggestions. Uh, because the easy stuff, it will end eventually, I think. Um, although next week I'm going to PAX. So I suspect I will find some things to podcast about there. Um, so, John, how are you? We haven't talked Excellent. in a while yep. because you've been busy, I've been busy, but we've been uh, we've been making things work yep. um, on this here podcast. So um, why don't we start by going around the horn specifically? I want to hear about Assassin's Creed Origins. And just how not family friendly that game is. I suspected that it was literally not any kind of family friendly, but you took the bullet for us. And uh, how family friendly is this game? Um, like normally, Assassin's Creed. Like sometimes you could get away with some of the violence, but like this one is very like just gratuitous, over the top, like God of War style violence. And, um, so like no, there's no, not even a little, yeah, yeah, not even a little bit. Um, I did, uh, boot up the discovery mode a few minutes ago okay. and it, it's, it's a walkthrough. So like you could go everywhere. If you click a button, it'll give you more info about the space that you're in. So yeah. like, uh, right now I'm on the Delta of the Nile looking around and like seagulls are flying in the background and you could pan the camera around. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Like this is something where, uh, say your older family member never was able to make it on a plane trip to Egypt or sightsee, you know, this would be awesome. This is a, something that they should put in all the, uh, whenever they start remastering the older games, they definitely need to put this in there. You know, it, it's I a, agree. it's a nice addition. So for those that don't know what we're talking about, so the discovery mode is, uh, we talked about it on podcasts in the past, but in case you missed that one, the discovery mode is a mode baked into the game. It is, you can buy it standalone for 20 bucks or it's a free update to anybody that bought the game. Um, and basically it takes all the environments, 
um, from the game and removes all of the challenge and all the combat, etc. So you just kind of get to wander around. Um, but not only do you get to wander around and kind of sightsee, but you also get to kind of treat it like an interactive museum. So you can go on like tour that is guided, um, that provides information and context, etc. Super cool. Um, and, um, you know, we're hope, you know, I agree with you, John, I really hope that they do this for all of them because the thing with Ubisoft is they put a lot of work into creating these believable historical worlds. And I said it a long time ago that it was kind of a waste that they were only letting you run around and kill things in them as opposed to exploring them for what they are. Um, I mean, they spent so much effort on Renaissance Italy for Assassin's Creed two. Yeah, um, exactly. That you know, being able to just explore that in a remastered version would be amazing. So you're right. I I really like that idea. Yeah, just like all all the different like, uh, even England with the uh, syndicate uh, episode where like you were brother and sister and wandering around England in like the uh, 1800s. Yep. It it was beautiful. Like all these games are like the most beautiful thing you've seen. And it's it's not so much a waste. It's more of um, you you could easily write a love letter to all these places. Yeah, basically. No, they do a really good job. Um, and I really like the idea of you know like this. Like I said, they they put the work in. Um, you know, taking advantage of it. Yeah. Um, you know. Um. So that is Assassin's Creed Origins. I have not played it myself. Um, I know uh, you are going to. I, I, I assume you will uh, loan that to us when you're done. Um, I don't yeah, make absolutely. assumptions. Um, but that is uh, that's exciting. Certainly not much for the kiddos, but I will enjoy playing through that uh, after and they it, go to bed. And it's very massive. Like I've been playing for a solid week, and my playthroughs on my days off are like eight to 10 hours and I'm barely like two thirds of the way through the game. All right. That's a, that's a big game. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really real. This is the biggest easily. That's kind of intense. Um, so speaking of the exact opposite of that, um, (laughs) I played a little bit of Kirby this week. Um, our oldest got it for his birthday, uh, Kirby Star Allies for the Nintendo Switch. Um, he and his brother, I, I barely have gotten an opportunity to get in there because he and his brother have been playing co-op and just not been interested in anyone else getting involved. Um, and they are absolutely loving it. They're, I mean, the multiplayer modes that are in there, that are in all the other games, I mean, they've been chewing on those a lot. Um... Didn't your uh, middle child say that, like, that wasn't going to be... He looked at it, he's like, that's not my kind of game, Dad. Yeah, pretty much. And then yeah, the yeah. brother got it, and now he's super down. Yeah, it's the best game ever. Yeah. yeah. I, I, play, I played the uh, demo, and I was like, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I don't play many Kirby games. I, mean, I don't think I've ever played more than an hour of a Kirby game. I mean, it, this is a Kirby game, straight up, guys. It's a Kirby game. It's not really reintroducing much, right? Like, it is Kirby, straight up Kirby. Um, it, it's neat because you get to, you know, make friends with some of the enemies, and, you know, that the combo attacks kind of change up the formula a little bit, but I don't think that's 
that big of a difference. Um, you know, it's just a neat little mechanic. Nothing that really reinvents it. Um, it is pretty. I mean, it looks very nice on the Switch. Um, it's cool to be able to play it on the go. This game is not very hard. Um, in fact, I, I, I kind of dozed off fighting a boss yesterday. <laughs> and I still won. Um, so, like, like I said, Kirby is not a super challenging game, but I think that's okay, especially if you have gamers that are a little younger, or if you have, you know, older siblings that want to play with younger siblings, the fact that they have a very forgiving game is pretty cool. Um, it's out on the Switch, it's $60 right now, um, I'd say to wait, but the thing is, Nintendo games don't drop prices, so... Yeah. You know, this is going to be one of those things that is probably going to be around this for a while, but... Um, I think it's a great addition to the Switch lineup. It's not going to change the world, but, you know, this coming <sighs> holiday when people are making decisions on what they're going to buy, this is one of those options that is going to be attractive to a lot of kids, even if it's not their first choice. I think this is going to be a great second game for a lot of people. Um, and I think that's kind of okay. Maybe even the third game for a lot of people. But there are a lot of mm -hmm. folks, especially kids, that have fond memories of Kirby. And I think this respects those fond memories and is pretty fun. Um, <coughs> we don't have full impressions yet. We've had the game for like three days. So we'll probably be talking about it more. Um, a review probably in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but the big game that I wanted to talk about is a game called The Adventure Pals from Armor Game Studios. Um, the Adventure Pals, um, there is a review on EngageFamilyGaming.com right now. Um, the Adventure Pals is a Kickstarter game that was, uh, that's been in development for two or three years. It was made by a team in the UK. Um, and it is, uh, the most absurd video game I have played in a very long time. Um, nothing makes sense. And yet everything makes sense, if you follow. Yep. Um, so, basically, you are the hero, and you uh, explore a world um, with Sparkles, your pet giraffe, and your pet rock, and you platform and explore. It's kind of Metroidvania type deal um, and you travel through these different levels trying to get rubies cupcakes and other treasures um, there is a plot it is paper thin so you don't really got to worry about it I'm not going to spoil anything but your dad is kidnapped by the evil Dr. B who flies around literally on a bee that happens to be shaped like a refrigerator I don't really know I didn't I'm not I don't make the bees in this game um, and <laughs> his goal is to turn everyone into hot dogs. I don't know why, but he wants to turn everybody into hot dogs. And obviously you don't want your dad to turn into hot dogs, so you go on a quest. Um, I fought a pirate that was made out of literally eggs and bacon. Um, I'm not even kidding. There's an image of that in oh, so the article. So so basically, I, I, I told you earlier when I was looking at the article... This looks a lot like Adventure Time, which yeah. is a little bit, it leans a little bit more adult. Um, Jake the dog actually has a song about making bacon, egg, and pancakes. Okay. Well, I mean. So, like, yeah, there, there's a lot of shout outs. And reading the description on their official site, they say if you like, you know, the humor of a Cartoon Network or a. Uh, Nickelodeon show, you would like this game. So Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what it feels like. Really felt like, you know, Ren and Stimpy, 
you yeah. know, like that kind of stuff. But that's okay. Um, it's also kind of hard. Like, it, I don't want to say it's... This is not a Dark Soulsian experience, right? Like, this is not something that's really going to make you, like, you know, bang your head on a wall. But it's not easy. Um, I would have had to... Like I said in the review, I, I, I think I would have... Uh, had more trouble with it if the game didn't kind of go out of its way to make itself a little bit more accessible. Um, mm. It has a very forgiving kind of mantling system, so as long as you get kind of close to the edge, you're slowed down, but you can kind of mantle back up onto the top of the platform, which I think is very cool. Um, it caught me off guard the first couple times because I was like, oh, man, I missed the jump. And I'm like, oh, wait, I guess I didn't miss the jump. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, this is a very cool game. It's going to be 20 bucks. Um, it's on PC, Mac, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, I think it's right I need to correct you a little bit. What? Uh, it's $15 on the Switch, and it's out right now. Well, uh, it'll be out. Okay. It's it'll be, be out, out by the tomorrow time. morning. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Thanks for correcting me. It's out on the 3rd, which will be when this episode releases. And it's only $15. Goodness gracious. Um, but it'll be on the switch PC, Mac and PS4 and Xbox one. Um, I think this is a cool game to keep your eye on for, you know, when you need something lighter, right? Like, I think there's going to be a lot of kids that got, uh, Mario Odyssey for Christmas who are going to be just kind of ramping down and looking for something new to play. And maybe Kirby isn't their jam, um, but they just got done with a big meaty platformer. I think this is a great game. It's only fifteen dollars. It's small, um, but there's a there's a hundred and five levels in this game. I mean, it's not wow. short by any stretch. Yeah. Um, and some of those levels are pretty intense. So I think there's a lot of game here for not a lot not a lot of money. Um, so I think this is going to be a great addition for a lot of kids. Um, do I think you know in the side scrolling, not triple A platformer area? Do I think it replaces Shovel Knight? No. Hmm. Right, like I think Shovel Knight Treasure Trove is the better game. However, um, I mean, that's kind of, that's purely objective, you know, preference. This is a very fun game. I'm glad that I got a chance to play it. Um, And man, is it funny. There is, uh, that you go to a pirate town called Port (laughs) Opati. And in in Port Opati, there is a whale who is very concerned that she is not wearing clothes. Because of hashtag body shaming, literally she says hashtag body shaming. So you have to go find her um, a bikini. Um, it's really, really, and but you have the choice to not give it to her and wear it yourself. Um, so that's just how a, a taste of how absurd this is. It's not even like it gets more and more crazy as the game goes on. You know what? It kind of felt from a tone in a like a tonal way. It kind of reminded me of Stickbold. Do you remember me talking about Stickbold, the dodgeball adventure? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How like every time things happen, they just keep getting more and more absurd. Yeah. Um, this really is what this felt like to me. Um, not as absurd, but pretty close. Um, definitely worth it, especially for $15, man. Um, I can't, you know, and it's on just about everything. So yeah. no matter what you're playing on, you can grab it. Uh, so that is the adventure pals. Um, if you're interested in reading a review, definitely head on over to engagefamilygaming.com. Um, it should be on the front page by the time you read this, um, or search for it. Uh, it'll be worth it. I think you'll enjoy yourself. Um, so, uh, Anything else? Did you play anything else recently? 
Um, I checked out Faye, which was a lot of fun. But um, basically, uh, I beat all the like like when you play Destiny, there's like weekly milestones, and one yeah. of them is uh, to beat the one of the raids. Yep. I beat both rage and achieved all my milestones in a week before wow. the reset. Cause they reset every Tuesday. But, um, I played with my clan on Wednesday that week, beat, uh, the Leviathan raid. And then on Saturday, I had a bunch of friends that were at the boss for the eater world. So yep. they invited me. I learned how to do that raid. And now I'm like raid ready for both raids. Nice. I so, love yeah. I love how Destiny has brought some of the language from like MMOs into like mm-hmm. a console shooter space. Yeah, I, exactly. I it, it it's because you know the idea of oh I'm raid ready is yeah. you know like that shouldn't really like that wasn't really a thing in console gaming for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like as someone who played World of Warcraft. Like it, uh, it, it touched my soul to hear people say things like "raid ready" and learning the encounters. Yeah, um, you know that type of thing. I it, it's interesting how much Destiny has done that. Um, so um, I, I do want to talk about one more game. Um, so we've talked about a few, but I do want to talk about one more, and that is a mobile game. I don't really bring those up very often, uh, but this one definitely deserves a shout out, and that is Polytopia. Now, Polytopia, P-O-L-Y-T-O-P-I-A, um, is a, um, it is a simple, and I mean simple, strategy game. So, basically, um, you are, you know, it, it generates a map. There's two modes. There's perfection, which is you get 30 turns and you're going for a high score, or domination, where they put all the tribes on a map and you can fight them. You can choose one of a bunch of different tribes. Um, the, there are four that are free. The rest of them you can spend, and I think they're like a dollar. Um, they are worth it. It's... Um, it's, one of the things I like about it is the graphics are really simple. They use kind of a voxel-type deal. Um, and the idea is you are doing all the same stuff that you would do in, like, a 4X, like, civilization game, only it is super drilled down, and it is um, on, a, on a phone, and you can play it with one hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's really good. It's really good. You know what this looks like? Um, did you ever play Afterlife? No. Afterlife was a Sim City just like this, where uh, basically you had heaven and hell. Okay. And you were building both of them at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. I would say yeah. that that is not an un. I would say that that is not a um, a a bad description. Um, I really dig it. Um, one of the things that I really like about it is that you can uh, play hot seat multiplayer. Uh, so Evan and I have played hot seat multiplayer with that um, multiple times where we played full games against each other, just passing the phone back and forth, um, which is pretty neat. There are There is online multiplayer now that is cross-platform. Um, you just have to have bought 
one of the microtransactions transactions in order to open it. But if you just want to play by yourself, it's completely free. Um, maybe spend a dollar or two to open up some additional, you know, clans just for, you know, variety. Um, but you don't even need to do that. The game is wicked fun um, for what it is. Uh, recommended by friend of the show Susan Arndt, who is uh, oh, who runs genie online yeah it's a it's a susan art special she is the mobile game queen mm-hmm. um and that's how i heard about it on the, on the twitter and i bought it or well, i downloaded it within minutes um yeah. and you know we've been playing it for a couple of months now actually i just didn't bring it up until now um we really dig it um i think i know. think i heard her mention it on the continue podcast yes also so yeah Yes, I, I just never got around to it because, like you and her and a lot of other people, they go, "Oh, it's out for uh, iPhone," and if you don't say that it's out for Google, I never look it up. Just yes, because I know they Android. have like this one's on Android, this one's, and I know yep, this because yep, I already downloaded yeah, it because my oldest has an Android phone, so he um, rocks that. Um, and he enjoys it. He uh, just recently went on a trip to the Boston Museum of Science. Um, it was like a, you know a two and a half hour car ride to get up there, and him and his buddy were playing multiplayer the whole way up, um, oh, which is pretty rad for a game. And you know people keep saying, "Oh man, you know kids in their phones are not socializing." Nope. In this case, they literally were socializing, playing the same game, passing the phone on one device, which I think is pretty rad. <laughs> so. Um, I think that's around the horn. So why don't we take a break and then we will come back and um, we're going to wrap a little bit about uh, Fortnite. How about that? Sounds like a plan. All right. We'll be right back, folks. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Yes, it is still episode 125. I'm still your host, Steven, and I'm still here with the man behind the curtain, John Tomlinson. And we are here with our topic this week, and that is Fortnite. So, um, this is is just a game that... I want to say it came out of nowhere, but it really didn't because we knew about this game like in 2011 or something. Like this has been around for a very long time. I never thought it was going to come out, um, and now it's kind of blowing up the whole universe. So what we have is uh, on EngageFamilyGaming.com. I've pu- I am publishing a parents' guide to Fortnite tonight. Now what that is, um, it is a series of questions that parents asked me about. You know what the what the game was about you know, some of the different features in the game. Um, and I wrote those questions up. This is going to be an evolving type of FAQ um, because I am certain that there will be more questions that come up as time goes on. But I thought, uh, Mr. Tomlinson, that you and I would go through, kind of answer some of those questions and then talk about some of the other stuff going on. I think the biggest thing is that this game is growing super fast. I don't know, did you see the uh, stats about how Fortnite broke the record for the num the highest number of videos published on YouTube about a single game last month. No, I didn't see that. But um, that's pretty amazing. Um, four hundred thousand and this uh, four hundred thousand uh, YouTube videos were that's published. That's crazy. 
um, which which <coughs> combined to eleven million hours of watched time with the amount of that, people watching it, wow. which is crazy talk. Just absolutely yeah. crazy talk. Um, but it is what it is, right? Um, this game is crazy. So what is Fortnite? I guess is the, the first thing that people ask me. Um, it was asked at my my talk at the Meriden Public Library over the weekend. People are like, what the heck is this Fortnite thing? Well, I'll tell you. Fortnite is a third-person shooter developed and published by a company called Epic Games uh, that is taking the world by storm. Um, many people who... Um, think of Fortnite right now, recognize it for its Battle Royale mode, which is the game that most kids are playing. This is a Hunger Games-style mode where 100 players are dropped onto a map with little or no equipment. Their job is to search the map, get equipment, get building materials, and eventually be the last man or woman standing. Um, It also happens to be free and pretty polished and fun. Um, This is... so, So kids are all over it. Um, this is a game, a game mode that was put in direct response to the success, uh, last year of a game called PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, that still has millions of players, uh, but Fortnite is just kind of making it, you know, being second best to Fortnite doesn't really mean a lot, right? Because you, there's still a lot of room to be successful, but Fortnite is crushing it. What do you think? You've played both, right? Yeah, well, um, I've only played the PUBG um, mobile version, and I got, like, fourth place. Okay. Uh, The PUBG is basically a uh, more realistic graphic style, so it's more more adult, more contemporary, more, you know, blood and violence. Whereas Fortnite... I mean, you're shooting, you know, you're shooting and it's basically like sparks. And when enemies, you know, when you shoot your enemies, they kind of fall down into like a glow and then they disappear. Um, So it is intended to be a friendlier experience. Um, Now, my wife, uh, who many of you have listened to on the podcast, does not particularly care for this game. In fact, uh, our oldest is not allowed to play Fortnite, uh, much to his chagrin, but... What are you going to do? It's T for teen. He's only 12. Um, and she is not particularly interested in it. But um, but that's the Battle Royale mode. Uh, there is actually a, uh, a single-player mode or like a traditional video game mode, quote-unquote, um, that is called Save the World. And that is a mode where up to four players can work together to go to different areas on the map and do kind of all the same stuff, just they're working as a group to try and save uh, survivors and build, um, you know, build defenses to defend themselves against these hordes of zombies that show up at the end of every map. Um, I've played this game enough to know um, I like how it feels, you know, it's interesting, you know, being able to run around, the aiming is good, the the shooting is pretty fun, Um, but it's complicated. I don't know how these kids do it. Yeah, because basically uh, it, it is like an open world uh, Hunger Games shooter, but then it's Minecraft also. So that that's the big like um, takeaway for that because the kids love the Minecraft building things and you're building things while fighting other people. And I've seen places where 
uh, guys like running up sta- building stairs to nowhere and getting chased. And then all of a sudden the guy at the top of the stairs boxes him in and just takes him out. Yeah, no, the, uh, the, the strat, the winning strategy is to eventually build a giant tower around yourself as you jump up in the air um, so that you have a better vantage point on your opponents. Um, and watching some of these guys build these crazy towers, because um, when you get eliminated, you can watch somebody go. Um, and eventually, you know, you can watch whoever is going to win or whoever's beaten by the person who wins. Um, it is it's crazy watching them build some of these things. And that's in the battle Royale mode in the, uh, the save the world mode, you know, it's straight up Minecraft. I mean, you're gathering yeah. materials so that you can build, you know, death traps and mazes and things like that to try and drive the enemy through. And then you can interact with them by, you know, throwing grenades and shooting them and things like that. Um, so it's a, it's all the while, you know, dealing with a storm, that is kind mm-hmm. of determines the edge of the map that uh, occasionally summons like a massive wave. Super interesting. I think everybody owes it to themselves. So, you know, especially if the kids want to play, you know, look up a YouTube video, see how the game plays. Um, the battle Royale mode is free. The save the world mode is 40 bucks. So right now, yeah. but they have indicated that towards the end of the year, um, they're going of this year, they're going to make it free to play. So, you know, keep that in mind before you dump $40 down. So the battle Royale mode, that's, what's really driving the success. I think, um, this game has already been featured on good morning America, the today show. Um, you know, we saw the number of hours that were watched last month, just on Twitch on uh, YouTube. It's highly successful on Twitch. In fact, recently, uh, Twitch streamer Ninja broke the record for the most concurrent viewers on a stream by having the rapper Drake on his uh, stream playing with him. Um, And they watched, there were more than a half million people watching it, which the previous record before was like 250,000 or so. Um, that just shows the pa- like the mainstream power of this game right now, um, and it doesn't show any sh- signs of stopping, um, especially now that it plays on mobile because mo- you know lots of kids have phones. Oy, it's it's crazy. <laughs> so um, the you know one of the big questions that comes up because you know obviously the um, the, the battle royale mode is like a multiplayer mode is they talk about like, can your kids talk to strangers in the game? Um, and I think, you know, having played it, I think you can agree. Like, I think the answer is kind of yes and no. Right. Like if you're playing by yourself, technically there is like proximity chat kind of stuff going on, but you know, you're not really communicating with these people meaningfully because you're, your opponents. Um, so I think that, outside of talking trash, which is a problem for some kids. And obviously, you know, your kids better than me, but uh, do you agree with me on the only time you would ever really have to worry about them communicating heavily with strangers is if they were like going into the battle Royale mode, like as a squad and just queuing up with random people. Well, that, and also um, you have to remember if you're playing it on council, 
um, you had, or I, I'm pretty sure you can't do it on mobile, but uh, when you're playing on console, you um, you're able to add people yeah. and message people, and you just have to make sure that your privacy settings are updated for your child's account. Absolutely, this is one of those games that. If they're not careful, they can get you know start interacting with other players. Update the game, update the private your your settings on your console. Um, turn off voice chat. This is a game where voice chat is not necessary, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're playing by yourself. Um, so if your kid is playing by themselves, don't even worry about the voice chat. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, just kind of go on in, do what you got to do. Um, it is. Um, because you don't really need it for. In fact, I think it might be kind of a distraction having it in the in the uh, the main game. Um, so, you know, where can you play it? You know, right now, like it's PC, Mac, PS4, Xbox One, as well as mobile. Um, you know, it's only it's iOS only right now, right? Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's the only reason I haven't played more of it because. I have very odd hours, and I don't have an iPhone, so I, I always have free time to check out new games, but, but not until the, not until it comes come to the Android, Android version. Yeah, um, I, they said it's coming. Yeah, they said it's coming. I also think it's coming to the Switch, um, because you think so? uh, yeah, absolutely. If it can run on a phone, yeah, I de- it definitely can run on a on Switch, but like I know how. Not so much against, but like um, how much trouble like massive games like that are on the Switch, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I think a big piece of it is the online infrastructure. Yeah. You know, but um, we got to pay for something this September because they're going to start charging us. So we may as well, you know, I think Fortnite would be a pleasant addition in September. Um uh, talking to the wife about this, um, she said that she was concerned because it was a little violent for Nintendo, and I was like, "Well, Doom is on this thing, so yeah, there's not... much more violent games yeah, so... on Nintendo already." Yeah, so once she saw that there was Doom running on this thing, she kind of, you know, she's like, "All right, well, I guess maybe it'll come on there." Um, so the, um, you know, for those interested, I mean, we talk about the violence a bit. It is rated T for Teen for violence. Um, and the rating summary is pretty clear. You're, you know, you're building forts, gathering resources, and battling monsters or other players. Um, and you use all manner of weapons like guns, swords, and grenades. Um, so yeah, it's the the battles are highlighted by frequent gunfire explosions and cries of pain because you know people get shot. Um, yeah. So that is. The um, so that's Fortnite, guys. I mean, it's an overall thing. So here's the here is what we're doing. This is our kind of plan. Um, the we we have our um, you know our parents' guide. It's written going up. Uh, we're also capturing footage, and we're going to put up a parents' perspective video very soon. Um, so that is something to kind of look forward to. And then you know we you know we're going to play it by ear. You know, uh, my big question and concern is I don't want to kind of, I don't want to overdo it and talk about it too much. So, uh, if you are interested in more information about Fortnite, please reach out, send us your questions and we will be sure to answer them. Um, so that's Fortnite, Mr. Tomlinson. Um, 
what would you what do you think about talking about some nindies? You want to talk about some nindies? I love the nindies, so um so um we talked about Fortnite. Let's talk about and and we think it's coming to Switch, but let's talk about some games that we know are coming to Switch. So, um last week was GDC, the Game Developers Conference, and at that event, Nintendo announced uh they held a mini direct. And by mini direct, I ain't even kidding. It was like 12 minutes long. Um, yeah. And it announced a series of um, independent games that are all going to be coming out over the course of the year. Um, I went through and picked out what I think are the most um, the the family friendly games um, out of the announcement, and I thought we would just kind of go through some of them. Um, the first is a game called Fantasy Strike. It is a fighting game. That currently is on Steam. Basically, it takes standard fighting game controls and uh, simplifies them so that you can focus more on, um, you know, just the, the strategy and the combat. In fact, um, the best way to reverse a throw, for example, in Fantasy Strike is to not push any buttons. Um, rather than give you complex button pushes, you just drop your controller basically, and you can reverse throws. Um, it's that kind of that's the kind of simple decisions they've made. Um, it's very neat. Um, I you know like I said, it's out on Steam already, so I, I think this will be a neat addition to the Switch. Um, next, um, and I know you saw this one, John, is just shapes and beats, um, the bullet hell rhythm game that is coming to the Switch. Um, this game looks absolutely insane. I have an appointment to play it at PAX uh, this coming week. Uh, it's from Berserk Studio Studios. Basically, it is a rhythm game where you are, um, you know, kind of traversing through the various levels, um, trying to avoid, you know, bullets and various other, you know, various other obstacles that are like all over the place on the screen. You're trying to avoid them, um, but everything is set to music. Um, and it's some of its original music, you know, et cetera. So this game, um, mostly, mostly you're just a square, <laughs> um, on a screen. So it's like really crazy pong and I kind of can't wait for it. Yeah. It, well, crazy, uh, asteroids. All right. Yeah. Crazy yeah. asteroids is probably the right, well done. Yeah. Well done. I approve of that. So um, so next is a game called Pool Panic from Adult Swim Games. Um, it's a super quirky like action puzzle game uh, where you are playing pool on non-traditional surfaces like fields, asteroids, etc. Um, and all of the, 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 the pool balls have legs and faces. So you're just knocking them around, um, and they all look really panicked when they're spinning around and, and whacking into each other. Um, it looks neat. It's a puzzle game type experience where you're trying to play pool, but you're playing on a weird playing field. So that's kind of neat. Um, that's coming out this summer. Um, next is Bomb Chicken. Did you see the Bomb Chicken game? Yeah, I saw Bomb Chicken. That looked tell, me, what, tell us about Bomb Chicken. So Bomb Chicken is basically a um, 2D side-scroller with uh, Bomberman mechanics. Yep. So if you've ever played Bomberman and if you've ever played, you know, like we say, Metroidvania games, that 
That's what it is. Just those two things put together. And you could literally lay a bunch of bombs and get yourself up high and then knock them into a bunch of bad guys. Um. Yeah. No, I thought, <laughs> you know what? What's crazy about this is it's just called bomb chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this could have been called something really stupid. And they were like, nah, we're just going to call it bomb yeah. chicken. Um, this is a very simple looking game. Um, but what I like about it is that it's easy to wrap your head around what you're supposed to do, right? Like you use the bombs, you lay big stacks of them to try and get yourself up to higher ledges. The problem is that your little platform there blow, you know, blows up underneath you. Um, I think this is one of those games that um, I hope it's good. Like I really legitimately hope that it yeah. is good. Um, but even if it's not, I think it might be good for a fun evening. Yeah, just exactly. because it's, it's kind of stupid. I like stupid games, folks. You know, you should know this by now. Yeah, we both do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, next is Luminous, man. Luminous, um, which is a puzzle game that was that is not unlike Tetris. I think there's at least some room in there. Um, that is a um, it's a it's a puzzle game, not unlike Tetris, that was originally uh, associated with the PlayStation brand. I think its most popular uh, versions were on the the PlayStation Portable. That's how much mm. of a deep cut this is. They remastered it, put it on HD, gave it a nice polish on the sound and music department, and here we go. It's coming to everything, um, but it's definitely going to be uh, wonderful on the Switch tablet. Uh, this thing is this it's coming out this summer, um, and I can't wait. Uh, I Can love. It? Um, what'd you say? Can can I make a confession? What? I, I, I have my own switch and I play a lot at work. Yeah. And ninety percent of the time I'm playing Poyo Poyo Tetris. Listen, Puyo Poyo Tetris is real good. Don't sleep on Poyo Poyo Tetris. It's it it's easily the game that you just pop open your switch like, oh I got ten minutes to be distracted. And I just end up playing for like hours and like uh, I'm sitting there like what why am I wasting my time with this game? But I can't stop. Because it's really good. Yeah. It's real good. It's amazing game. That you never underestimate the power of puzzle games that are all just dropping blocks everywhere. Yeah. Um, so next is Lightfall. This is another game that I'm going to be playing at PAX. I'm going to be playing a lot of these, actually. Uh, Lightfall, this game looks like it's going to break my head. Basically, it is a fast-paced platforming game designed for speedrunning where you can create platforms either underneath you or in front of you, uh, which is bananas. <laughs> um, and the... Uh, so you control the uh, the hero that moves really really fast and you have to think quickly and strategize um and it has leaderboards um because of course they do um this is one of those games that's coming out this spring so it should be out soon hopefully they'll be able to tell me the release date while i play it at pax um and I think the last of the family-friendly games, because uh, they did announce a bunch of games, but not all of them were particularly suited for our audience. But I think the last one is The Messenger. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah that it, it that one was one of the most unique games that I heard about from this Nintendo uh, Nindies uh, showcase. You know, yeah. just the the fact that you hit a button. And you go back from 8-bit to 16-bit to, like, travel basically through time to unlock different areas. Yeah. No, I uh, – it's 
basically uh, the messenger is like an eight bit. It looks like an eight bit game. It's obviously not one. Uh, and it starts that way, um, and you finish the game once, and then you get to the end, um, and then essentially you play through the game again. But this time, um, you can move back and forth between eight and sixteen bit. Um, this looks. This feels to me like Shovel Knight, not in the same yeah. like quirky. Um, humor way, but in the way that this is like a really gorgeously drawn um, 8-bit game that takes advantage of modern hardware and um, really celebrates a specific bunch of games from our past. Specifically, this feels like Shinobi, Ninja Gaiden. Um, I love me some ninja games. Uh, It looks super cool. There's progression. There's cool weapons. Um, I, I super dig this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's launching on Switch this summer. I have a um, app- appointment to play this game at PAX 2. Fun fact, uh, this game's PR person is uh, Geneviève Saint-Ange-Miller, or Greg Miller's wife. So that should be interesting. I think I get to meet her. I don't know. That's weird. Um, so um, I, I'm pretty sure I botched the horrific botching of her name by him but whatever she's canadian so he he just does stuff um but yeah this is a pretty neat it's a super neat game i i'm getting shovel knight vibes obviously it is not it's it's obviously going to be more serious than that but um i'm a fan which of these are you looking forward to playing the most um what was the one uh the one that we uh talked earlier about um what did we talk before the break? The, the one that about? you re- the one that you reviewed. Um, my brain. You mean Adventure Pals? Yeah, Adventure Pals. All right, so you're more excited about Adventure Pals than any of the ones yeah. they announced at the Nindies. <laughs> well, Adventure Pals is still technically a Nindie, but um, I I like all these games, and I'm glad to see them there. But a lot of the stuff that that like ends up being like shovel Knight and that like, I want to support it and I want to buy it, but I don't really get that far in those kind of games. So I kind of have been learning my mistakes cause I end up buying everything. So like there's nothing here yet for me, except for maybe something like, uh, adventure pals. And, um, there's another one you miss called uh poid or pod. Yep. Which is like a uh interesting um platform like puzzle game. Yeah, I, you know what? That's I left very that one beautiful. Out. I left that one out because it it looked a little cr- on the creepy side, but yeah, I mean that's one that as it comes closer to being out, we'll probably talk about it. Yeah. Um so but man, I mean every week a new yeah. giant stack of yeah. uh games comes to the Nintendo Switch. It's crazy to yeah. think about it. So, um, so that's that's it. So, what yeah. about? Um, so, yeah, no that 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 is all of the relevant news. There, there's obviously you know we're going to talk a little bit more during our next video game podcast about um, you know not only packs but you know giving some of our impressions of Sea of Thieves. Um, but in the meantime. Um, you know, next week we're going to be talking about board games, specifically 
Um, I am going to have a guest, uh, Andrew of the Family Gamers, and we're going to be talking about Fireball Island, because that is, um, we're going to be playing that at PAX this weekend, which I think is actually pretty exciting. Yeah, that that game was just, every time I watch the trailer, every time I like look at that game, it's just like, I really want that game. It, it looks so, be, it takes you back to those games where the um, the board itself was better than playing the game. Yeah. You, you know, stuff like, it, it, I think we all had more enjoyment of building Mousetrap, even if we never played the board of Mousetrap. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I have been fortunate enough to get a view of the... Um, the, the actual Kickstarter campaign uh, before it has gone live. Um, and that is, um, it is wild. They really are trying their best to um, make it a game that plays like we remember it, not how it actually played. Um, so I agree with you. The board was way more fun than the actual game itself. I don't know that that is going to be the case. Um, because this is, it's going to be wild. Um, it might be a little expensive. We're going to find out. I think all in, it's about $130, but I think it's when we see what it looks like being played, I think it's, I think folks that are interested in it will enjoy themselves. So, um, anyway, that's enough about next week. Um, I think it's probably time to sign off. Um, so why don't we go ahead and do that? So everybody, thank you very much for listening this week. Um, we do hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. Like I said, we're going to be back next week for more fun. We're going to talk about board games with a special guest. Specifically, we're going to be talking about Fireball Island. Um, but in the meantime, it'd be super sweet if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you download us, um, and leave us a review. Also, our podcasts are published on our YouTube channel that you can get to by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash YouTube. Um, we would absolutely love it if, when you get a moment, you go there and drop a like and maybe a comment on our podcast there. Even if you don't listen there, I know it sounds weird and counterintuitive, but it would help us greatly. So, um, thank you very much for uh, listening to that little ask. Until next time, this is Steven and the man behind the curtain, and we're signing off. But... Don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye now. 70 days till E3. Get hype. Yep. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.